Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Anthony Rivardo. Today, we just want to discuss uh, the Giants' salary situation for next year, kind of how that plays into Joe Shane trying to extend some guys right now. You know, obviously, he's in talks with Julian Love, and I want to give uh, my expectations on a contract for Julian Love, what that might look like. And, of course, you have Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, obviously in line to get extensions next year. And it seems like most people are kind of in agreement that they will try to get that done. Joe Shane was pretty optimistic and he said that you know they want to keep Saquon Barkley it fits the mold of their team he's a great locker room guy and ultimately they want that type of player around the organization and we all know what he's capable of when he's healthy Um, but the Giants salary situation is still bogged down pretty significantly by Dave Gettleman's ineptitude and there's a lot of contracts still on the roster that are extreme and the Giants are still trying to pay off some of those guys from years past you know we're still paying Nate Solder we have to play we have to pay Sterling Shepard next year he's no longer going to be on the team so there's a lot of different things that are playing a part in the Giants uh you know kind of equation here and how they can you know invest money at key positions uh retain some of their guys and bring in some new guys who can help them along the way but Anthony before we dive into how much money the Giants currently have how do you today my friend I'm doing great, and I think that the future for the New York Giants is quite bright. I think that Joe Shane is great at managing the money. I think he's great at finding talent, especially in the draft, and that's one of the best ways to manage the money. Find talent through the draft. Those guys on those rookie contracts who are making an impact at that bargain discounted price, that's really the key to building a Super Bowl contender. And if you look at the future of the New York Giants and the amount of draft capital they have and the amount of money that they have tied into players on rookie contracts, they're actually in a very healthy and manageable situation, which I think is super exciting. So taking a look at what Joe Shane has done so far, yes, as you mentioned, he has to clean up the ineptitude of Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman, Dave Gettleman left behind a huge mess for the New York Giants to clean up. But so far, Joe Shane has done a great job cleaning that up, and I expect him to continue to do a great job going forward. Yeah, I mean, the financial aspect of it, the Giants didn't overspend this past offseason by any means. Mark Lewinsky on a three-year, $18 million deal was the most prominent signing for this team. A lot of one-year contracts like Jihad Ward, um, you know, just guys who can make an impact at a low price point. Obviously, they've managed to get extraordinary value out of some of these pieces. Um, John Feliciano is another one. So right now, the Giants project to have um, about $61.7 million in available salary space. That's a lot more than the negative seven they went into this offseason with. So a little bit of flexibility, but then you have to think about Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, and Julian Love. Um, all of those guys expecting to get contract extensions. If I had to guess, Julian Love ends around $7 million to $8 million maximum per season. Um, so then you have to lower that number already. Uh, to about, like, what, $54 million in available salary space. Then you have Saquon Barkley, who maybe is at $12 million, so you have 54 And then you're at about $42 million. And then you have uh, Daniel Jones, who maybe comes in at about $25 million. So you're left with about $15 million, something around there, to spend at other positions. But again, you can sign those contracts and push the cap hit to the second year. And the Giants project to have a lot of money in 2024. Obviously, a lot of these guys will be off the roster. And they can still uh, cut some of these players, like Kenny Galladay, for example. If they want to release him next season, they'll save $6.7 million in, a, in available salary space. If they go post-June 1st, they would save $13.5 million. But that money gets pushed to 2024. They could elect to do that, uh, you know, opening up a little bit more space for themselves. Leonard Williams, you know, if you cut him, um, you save $12 million in salary space. So you could theoretically cut Kenny Galladay and Leonard Williams and, and you know, have yourself about um, 18 to $20 million in additional cap space. So there is a, 
um, a possibility that that happens. Although Leonard Williams is definitely a big part of this team right now. Adoree Jackson, you could save nine million by cutting him as well. But you know, Adoree Jackson is kind of our number one corner right now. Nine million dollars. If you're going to save that, I think he's kind of worth keeping around. Um, only eleven million dollar base salary for a CB one. That's a really good price point, in my opinion. I don't think I'd let Adoree Jackson go. Uh, but Leonard Williams and Kenny, Kenny Galladay obviously save you a lot of money there, and you could have you know close to eighty eighty five million dollars in, in salary space to bring back Julian Love, bring back. Uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and have a lot of money left over. You want to extend Dexter Lawrence. Probably he's going to be in the fifth year of his option, um, his rookie deal. So, you know, you're going to want to extend him. I think that, uh, you know, he's probably a priority guy uh, for the Giants. And as I mentioned before, $4.2 million going to Sterling Shepard, who's no longer going to be on this team. Um, so that's obviously not a, a, a realistic, you know, thing just to recoup some of that money. You know, he's going to count that, uh, which kind of sucks, but, you know, Tyrod Taylor, they can let go of him and save $1.3 million. You know, that's possible unless they want to just have that backup behind Daniel Jones. You know, always good to have a good backup behind your quarterback. Um, but, you know, Anthony, when you're looking at this kind of salary space situation, you know, Kenny Galladay, Leonard Williams, what are the probabilities you think that maybe they move on from those two guys? I think Leonard Williams probably is more so a keeper. Uh, but $12 million is a lot of cash, and maybe they want to reallocate that somewhere. And then Kenny Galladay, $6.7 million, but he has a $21.4 million cap it. So you got to pay $14.7 million in dead money, but you save $6.7 million. And right now I'm thinking that that $6.7 million might be a lot more beneficial than him being on the team because he doesn't really fit the mold of this offense and I don't know how much of a role he's going to have in the future. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens over the second half of the season. Kenny Galladay likely coming back from that injury after the bye week. So if he steps in here, makes a massive impact, propels the Giants to a bunch of wins and has success in the playoffs, you know, then I guess we can have a discussion about keeping him around next year. But in my opinion, that $6.7 million is more valuable than what we're getting out of Kenny Galladay right now. So that is a prime cut candidate for me this offseason. I mean, you take a look at it. That dead money hit is huge, $14 million. Again, Dave Gettleman, this contract, not the best structuring here. The Giants are going to be in a pinch this offseason when it comes to the wide receiver position. But that $6.7 million, that might be enough to go out there and get somebody who can produce at the receiver position far more than Kenny Galladay has produced this season because his production has been, well, nothing. He hasn't produced anything for the Giants this year. So I'll take the $6.7 million there. But for Leonard Williams, his cap number is $32 million. That is a huge, massive number. And his dead money is $20 million. But saving that $12 million to me... I don't think that's worth it. I think that Leonard Williams is worth at least the 12 million. I think that if you cut Leonard Williams, you're not going to take that 12 million and find anyone close to his capabilities. You know, you're not going to find anyone that's that good for that price tag. 12 million doesn't get you that far in the NFL these days. You know, if you're trying to sign a player to a 12 million on average contract, you're not getting anybody at Leonard Williams as a talent level, in my opinion. So, if I had to cut one of the two, I'm cutting Kenny Galladay, but I do think that the Giants are in a healthy enough position with their salary cap where they can afford to pay Leonard Williams at $13 million cap hit, and they don't need that $12 million in cap savings by cutting him. So because of that, if you don't need that money, you might as well hang on to that very talented player that Wink Martindale loves to coach and wants to build around. So I'm all in on keeping Leonard Williams, but for Kenny Galladay, he's a player that the Giants offense has no use for. They're not using him when he's out there. It's, it feels like he's not out there and he's not even out there that often. So you might as well cut him and move on. I would not be shocked at all if the Giants went ahead and made that move or even tried to trade him as soon as the offseason got underway. I think the Kenny Galladay's days as a New York Giants player are 
getting close to being numbered. Again, let's see how he plays throughout the second half of the season, but the future here is looking pretty grim for Kenny Galladay. One player that you also mentioned, Adoree Jackson. No way I'm cutting him because if you cut him, you basically have to draft a cornerback in the first round. If you cut Adoree Jackson, who is the CB1 of this team? Unless you go out there, take the $9 million that you saved from cutting him and invest that into probably a $15 million per year contract on another CB1. That's ridiculous to me. So I'm sticking with Adoree Jackson. I think that he's played really well for the Giants this season. Has he had his fair share of mistakes? Yes, but who hasn't? I think that Adoree Jackson has actually really overperformed and played a lot better than I ever expected him to in a Giants uniform. Of course, he was signed to play alongside James Bradbury, be a CB2. Now he's been forced to be a CB1, and he's he's answered that call. I think that he's done great as the CB1 for the Giants. So, yeah, Adoree Jackson, the $9 million cap saving, not worth it to me. I'm keeping him. Again, I'm keeping Leonard Williams. But for Kenny Galladay, just the fact that he's barely on the field and when he is, you can't even feel his presence, you might as well just move on from him. Yeah, I mean, the free agent class for receivers next year is not good. You're looking at Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, DJ Shark, Randall Cobb, Marvin Jones, Julio Jones, like Juju Smith-Schuster, very, very, very thin wide receiver core. So if I was to guess, I'd say that uh, Joe Shane probably thought to himself, I need all my draft capital because we need receivers badly, and he's probably going to spend one of those higher picks on a receiver. I know that PFF mock draft had Jackson Smith and, and Jiba um, I don't want to say his last name really, but he's a stud out of Ohio State, really 1,606 yards last year, broke the Big Ten record for receiving yards, um, nine touchdowns. The guy's an absolute monster. He's like six foot, 197 pounds. He fits the mold um, of this offense really nicely because, you know, he has elite route running. He's fast, really good in the open field, really good hands. Um, so I would not be surprised if they targeted him in the draft. But I'll tell you what, this Giants team um, has some big decisions to make. You know, their offensive line could use a little bit more support. Of course, you have Evan Neal and Thomas, who are locked down as the tackles. And Mark Lewinsky as your right guard. I think Ben Bredesen's actually performed quite well and been kind of surprising there. But I would I would say maybe the Giants bring in a new center. You know, we'll see how Nick Gates progresses. Maybe he wins his old job back. But right now, I think the Giants, you know, their salary situation is getting healthier. Um, they have to make a couple of decisions on some big players next year. But here's the thing. You don't have to cut Adore Jackson. You don't have to cut Leonard Williams because those contracts essentially are gone in 2024 anyway. So you can just, you know, push any new deals that you do sign. Um, that second year can be the primary cap hit, and you don't have to worry about, you know, cutting Leonard Williams or Dora Jackson because you don't want to do that. You can have a very competitive team next year um, and, and still pay those guys and, and keep them. I think Kenny Galladay is probably the most likely to be cut simply because I think they they probably figure we can use that $6.7 million a lot more strategically. Maybe they trade him and take on a little bit of that money, and then they essentially just save a little bit in the process, a little bit more. Um, I'm, I can't imagine a team wouldn't be willing to take on Galladay on a, like a one-year or whatever $10 million deal, they could potentially take consume some of that that salary space um and, and add more than 6.7 million. So a trade would be the ideal scenario for Kenny Galladay. But you know, what are your thoughts, Anthony? Yeah, I'd all, I'll also throw out there trading Kenny Galladay saves the Giants even more money. If you cut him pre-June 1st, you save that 6.7. If you trade him pre-June 1st, you save 11.2 million. So the amount of money that you're saving nearly doubles. And if the Giants are somehow able to hold out and hold him through June and trade him after June, they'll save $18 million. So if somehow a team is willing to take on that much of the salary, if they feel that convicted in Kenny Galladay and want to go out there and acquire his talents after June, the Giants can try and swindle it, save that $18 million with a post-June 1st trade. But also, we're talking about cutting him pre-June 1st. We'll save the Giants 6.7. Keep in mind, post-June 1st, cutting him saves $3.5 million. 
or 13.5 rather, sorry, 13.5 million. So again, the number nearly doubles if you just hold him on your roster a little bit longer and then release him in June. So I think that's the route that the Giants will likely go. You'll see Kenny Galladay probably sit on the roster and collect the dust until we get to June. But once we get to June, it's probably goodbye, Kenny, and hello, $13.5 million. That sounds kind of nice, and uh, I'd be open to that idea as well. But, you know, guys, I'd love to hear perspectives on this salary situation. The Giants project to have about $62 million in available space. But, you know, after uh, Saquon, after Daniel Jones, after Julian Love, there's, there are players we have to retain and have to have to spend some money on. Um, you know, I, I'm optimistic that Joe Shane has this kind of under under wraps. I feel as though I'm confident in the way that he's building this team and laying the, the bricks. And, you know, we have a lot of draft capital next year. So that's obviously cheaper uh, to to spend money on. And I'll even throw this into the mix. The Giants probably are going to have a later draft pick. And the later the draft pick you get, the less expensive it is. Um, so they're going to have a lot of draft picks at a really, really good price point. And they can, that means they can spend money. They're going to lay the foundation. They're going to lay the bricks, you know, whether they go on draft a receiver or another corner, they'll probably draft a linebacker. If I had to guess, there's always a good linebacker that slips because of injury concerns that, you know, another team grabs and is extremely valuable. So I wonder how the giants go about this, uh, this next year's draft, but obviously we're very far from that right now, but I thought it was important to take a look at the salary situation because there's a lot of different contracts being negotiated right now. And I think it's important to see. Um, from my perspective, you know, how much money we have and how those contracts may look. Julian Love's deal, you know, as I said before, six to eight million dollars, I think, is the maximum I'd go for him. Ideally, like a three-year, $18 million deal would make the most sense um, and be a, a really nice team-friendly deal. But of course, you know, that could be a little bit more. That could go four years with an out after the third season at about, you know, $25, $26 million. So we'll see how this goes, my friends. Always happy to hear your perspectives below in the YouTube comment section. Make sure to have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Enjoy the bye week before we get back into some more Giants football in week 10, my friends. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode. 